Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscaping professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of four best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, The Lawn Care Advantage, Winning Strategies for a Thriving Landscaping Business, available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Now, here's your host. Paul Jamison. I hope you are doing well and business is booming in your neck of the woods. We have had some incredible moments recently in the lawn care and landscaping world as uh, business leader Dave Ramsey has called two people in the lawn care landscaping space studs recently. Uh, on the Entree Leadership Podcast, he called Andy Mulder a stud when Andy Mulder called in with the question uh, about what does he do with this million dollars that he's gone out, earned, set aside, and has essentially a million dollars um, in savings. And Dave gave him some counsel on some real estate decisions he could make with that million dollars for, for Andy to kind of build a, a dream shop and, and things of that nature. So that was a really cool call. And I confirmed with Andy. I texted him. I was like, was that you, bro? He's like, yeah, it was. And uh Really cool moment for our industry and uh, just a success story of, of Andy going out there and crushing it and getting praised and acknowledged by Dave Ramsey for um, Andy's success in business. Well, I was listening to the Entree Leadership podcast recently, which is a, a Dave Ramsey podcast where he talks about business and all things business. And uh, Adam called in and Dave called Adam a stud. And so we're going to play a clip from that call. And uh, then I want to share my uh, two cents on billing and collecting uh, money from customers in the lawn care mowing uh, industry and the landscape service industry because I've done a lot of coaching calls and this problem comes up time and time again uh, where folks are a little bit behind the times. Um, there's been a big change, um, you know, about 2014, 2015, 2016, cards on file started becoming really popular. And I just want to chime in on billing practices that I've personally experienced that work and that I know for others in the industry um, that run large companies are, are doing and, and it's really solving cash flow issues. So without further ado, we're going to hear this conversation between uh, Dave Ramsey and one of his callers, and then I'm going to follow up the caller uh, and, and Dave's exchange and uh, share with you a little bit more detail and practical implications uh, if you own a lawn care landscaping business. So without further ado, Mr. Producer, uh, fire up this clip from the Entree Leadership Podcast. Adam is next in Cookville, Tennessee. Adam, how can we help? Hey, Dave, how are you? Better than I deserve, man. What's up? Oh, not too much. I am a owner operator of a small lawn care company. Uh, in 2022, we did a little over a hundred thousand in revenue, basically just me and my wife and one employee. This year we're on track to do, um, a little over 250. And, um, basically to give you a quick background, 11 years ago, um, I was in a, a really bad addiction, heroin addiction. And so when you say you're better than you're, you deserve. I truly understand what that means and basically gave my life to God. And since then, uh, work in a ministry, um, full-time and then started the lawn care as part-time because of my work in ministry, um, I don't get paid for and it helps others that are in addiction. So $250,000 part-time gig. You're amazing. You're working your tail off part-time. 
Yes, sir. Yeah. It's, and anybody uh, <laughs> can beat heroines as a rock star, man. That's hero stuff. And 11 years well, dry, you're amazing. Congratulations. I'm proud of you. Thank you very much. That that means a lot coming from you. I really respect you. Well, uh, I'll go ahead and get into my question. Uh, basic question, and then I can give you a little story behind it if you'd like. But basically, I've encountered this as my business grows a couple of times, uh, just twice. Most of my customers are great, but there have been a couple times where people just haven't paid their bill. Why? Um, well, uh, the basically send them the invoice, send them another invoice, and they basically just don't respond. Um, the first case was, you know, a minimal amount of money. And when I went to go knock on their door, they had moved out of the house and, you know, never to be seen again. This most recent time, uh, it basically the story is we landed a large commercial client and it was managed by a property management company. And basically that property management company wasn't managing the property. Well, they were, you know, lacking in communication. They were doing apparently some shady things. Uh, but long story short, the commercial company reached out to me directly because I was subcontracting for the management company. And, uh, they said, Hey, we're, we're firing this company and we want to bring you on full time. And basically that company found out that I continued to work for this commercial site and basically, you know, just told me over the phone, like, yeah, we're not paying you. And it was a substantial amount. So basically moving what forward, is a I wanted, amount? uh, it was a little over 10,000. Okay. Did you hire an attorney? Uh, no, I did not. And a quick update, they did end up paying, but my question was, Why, how did they end did up paying? I, well, they owed another contractor, um, about 20,000 mm -hmm. and he had, uh, a, pretty, pretty big company. And he had a legal team, ended up sending them letters, um, and filing, I guess he was going to file a lien on this property, uh, this commercial property. Mm -hmm. And I guess once that company found out, then they were like, okay, well, we don't want to mess around with that. So they ended up paying all the contractors basically. Okay. So it turned out okay. Right. But my question was, how do I handle this? Did I do anything wrong on my end? And if someone does not pay, what is the proper procedure, uh, to basically get paid? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, number one thing, when we have a collections problem here, we immediately assume that we should not have sold that client or we sold them wrong. Okay. So right. selling them wrong means I don't set the expectations at the front end of the relationship. And so it sounds like this. When you take on a new client, regardless of who it is, uh, if I'm in your shoes, it sounds like this. Hey, I run a little lawn care business. We're not a big business. We're not a bank. We don't have the money for you to not pay us promptly. If you're not going to pay us promptly, I'm not going to be able to do your work because I don't have the money to be your bank. And so sure. I don't, I'm not trying to be nasty, uh, Joe and Susie, but if we're going to cut your grass, we've got to get paid like on exactly on time, if not a little bit early. 
And I just, I can't do it. I'd like to do it, but I'm not a big corporation that can, you know, float you for 60, 90 days. And so expect that if you don't pay on time, that I'm probably going to be over here like two or three days later and talking to you about it. Right. Because I just, not because I'm a big meanie or I'm scary, but because I'm a little guy and I can't absorb the blow of you not paying. And if you set the table like that and then they don't pay and you show up at their door, they're going to be un believably embarrassed and they'll never do it again. Right. So that's right. setting the, that's setting the relationship up on the front end. Okay. It's where right. we don't have any surprises later on. In other words, I'm not the guy that you don't pay. You can not pay somebody else if you want, but I'm the guy who we're going to have a discussion very quickly and very promptly. You're letting them know in a kind way that that's going to do. Then in a, on, on the occasion that you have someone and you've been you've been fairly nor, fairly lucky actually. You've only had two clients in all this time, but yes, it caused sir. you a lot of emotional distress because you personally felt betrayed. Yes, but in neither case was this personal. Okay. Right. Property management guy's a crook. Right. And the other guy's broke and dodging all his creditors and left town. Right. It had nothing to do with Adam and Cookful. Sure. You were just one of many people that the property management tried to screw over. The other guy was bigger and thumped him and got you paid in the process. Right. Yep. And yep. then the exactly. other and the other guy, I'll guarantee you the guy that left town not paying you, there's a whole bunch of other people that can get paid. That's somebody's broke. Yeah. Kind of like when you were on heroin. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's who that was. And so right. back in the day, you're not that guy anymore, but I mean, you know what I'm talking about. So, yes, I know exactly what yeah. you're talking so, about. So, I mean, it, it's, so the trick is if I can, if I can ascertain that someone is broke and can't afford my services, I don't even want to start with it. Right. Okay. So if you'd have had a clue that the guy that moved off was in financial trouble, you probably just wouldn't have done it. Right. So if you can fish yep. around and get a couple of clues, and one of the clues will be if they react with uh, anger to the type of uh, conversation I mentioned earlier. Because broke people sometimes get very defensive. When I was broke, I would get defensive. Like, what do you mean you think I'm not going to pay? Hey, 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 <laughs> You know, and as soon as people start doing that, that that's, like, that's like when you were dating in high school and some girl said she wasn't crazy. It always means she's crazy. Right? Right. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? Yep. A hundred percent of the time. So same thing here. It's like, what do you mean I'm not broke? It means they're broke every time. Okay. That just, so, uh, you know, I'm just going to say, you know what? You can probably get somebody else cut your grass. And, um, as far as the other thing goes, I don't think you could have seen that one coming. So the, the, the last piece of this is if, so I think if there's a collections problem at Ramsey, we set the relationship up wrong, possibly, Number one. Number two, we didn't ascertain if the client was actually qualified, meaning could they pay the bill or they broke people. Okay. Uh, and, and, and then number three, is there a pattern in this industry that's different? Now, you don't have that, but I've got, for instance, uh, in the radio business, I've got ad agencies sometimes that are, are representing the companies that buy ads on the Ramsey show. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a yeah. lot of money. And sometimes these ad agencies want us to bill them and then they bill the client and then the client pays them and then they pay us. And they want 120 days for all that crap to happen. 
And so right. I've had to have the conversation for 30 years that I've been on the radio. Uh, we don't do that. When yeah. we bill you, you got to pay like right now. And if you can't pay right now, then you can't use an ad agency. <clears throat> and ad agencies get pissed and don't want to work with us. So you might have uh, property managers that get pissed and don't want to work with you, but you don't want to work with them either if they're going to not pay you for six months or 120 days because you're a small business guy and that'll put you out of business with cash flow problem. Right. Right. You know, and they'll string you along and be jerkwads like that guy was. So, you know, yeah. so if you're dealing with a client base that has a normal way of doing things that doesn't fit your cash needs, you've got to change that relationship or not do business with them. Right. Because all, yeah. busi all business is not good business. You could get a big old contract from somebody and them not pay you for six or seven or eight months and put you out of business. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning that. Yeah. So that's bad business. You don't want that piece of business. Somebody else will have to do that because I'm not in the banking business. I'm in the lawn care business. I'm not in the banking business. I'm in the radio business. I sell ads. Yeah. And so right. I'm not your banker. And if you want someone to facilitate your little gyration with your client, here's an idea. All of y'all get together and prepay for 30 days. You can you cannot have the ads run until you prepay. Oh, I did that a couple times. That shut them up, right? And so, right. but you can tell that me and agencies have been going around and around for about thirty years now. And some of them love working with us, and some of them hate us. Uh, right? You know, so for that, and, and that's okay because it, it, the client base, the industry standard, didn't fit my business model and cash needs because I don't borrow money, and I'm not going to be your bank. Okay. So lastly, one other thing, and this is more for other people out there. You could do this, uh, but sometimes the way to have a collections problem is not have any collections. And that would be, I changed a couple of people inside the building here, a couple of clients and some of the business units here from us billing them to automatic draft on their checking account. So on the first of the month, we push a button and all the money lands in my account. No collections problem. No billing. No waiting on them to think about writing a check. Da 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 da. -da, -da. And so uh, sometimes I'm running into this with uh, small vendors like you, where they just come to the door with their phone and like a stripe on top, and you just pay them with a card right there mm -hmm. that day, cash on the freaking barrel head. Now yeah, I, that I would be unusual, I think, in the yeah. lawn care business in Tennessee. But there's people doing that out there. And so, you know, if you, you know, but if you're out there and you got a different kind of a business, maybe you don't need to collect at all. Maybe you just need to push a button that it automatically hits your account. And if it bounces a check on their end, they probably weren't your client to start with. Let's just take them off the list because they're not paying their bill or prepay right. or something like that. You know, in your case, you could say, hey, I'll sell you a package for the summer of however many cuts, 24 cuts, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. And this yep. is the price. And if you prepay the whole thing, I'll give you a discount. Yeah. Yeah. I've moved a lot of, uh, a lot of our clients now are on a card on file system. So every month I just charge their there card on file. That's it. That's exactly. That's um, and perfect. I'm trying to get people to move to, to that, you know, then, you know, and here's the thing, like if the yep. broke person that you smell is a defensive, doesn't want to do card on file cause they're broke. They're not your customer. Let them go. Right. Give them your yeah. competitor's business card. Yep. Yep. Let them go do business with him and put him out of business. Sure. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> 
And so, yeah, or, or for instance, a big account, you go, hey, man, I do it with all my residential customers and you guys are property management. I've had trouble with property management people. I know y'all are fine, but I, the way I do everything is just card on file. So you guys need to give me a card. And they're like, right. what? We don't do that. I'm like, yeah, I know, but that's how I do it. And so you just guys, you guys give me, give me a card. And they're like, huh? I'm like, yeah, give me a card and then we'll be, we'll get the whole account set up. What's your card number anyway? And you just, yeah, that, 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 that. And, and before they know it, they've signed up with a card on file on freaking property management operation. And they've yeah. got a card. You know they do. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah you'd, be $10, less, you'd be $10,000 less nervous if you had their card on file. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's, a, that's an example of changing the process. Very cool, Adam. I like it. You're a neat dude, man. Doing ministry, staying dry for 11 years, and scratching and clawing, trying to figure out the basics of business and $250,000 in yards cut in Cookville, Tennessee. That definitely qualifies you as a stud. Man, that's amazing. Well done, dude. Well done. I'm honored to talk to you. People like you that make America great. Well, we've been on a roll here recently on Entree Leadership Podcast with folks owning lawn care, landscape, and businesses being called a stud by Dave Ramsey. I thought his advice uh, to uh, Adam from Tennessee was spot on, but I want to answer the actual practicalities of getting a customer's card on file, setting those expectations, what to do on larger jobs, multi-day jobs where you're doing an actual landscape install and things of that nature. So we're going to hear a quick word from today's show sponsors. And uh, coming up, I'm going to talk about the billing best practices that's going to get you paid faster. We'll be right back. Are you ready to grow your lawn care and landscaping business at Lightspeed? Hey, I'm Cody Owen with Lightspeed Social Agency, and you have heard me talk shop right here on the Green Industry Podcast and every other lawn care podcast you listen to. I hope that you have taken advantage of the expert knowledge I've given in those interviews, but I want you to experience the power of putting Lightspeed behind your business this spring. Sign up for Facebook and Instagram ads management and put my team's years of experience to work in your business. If you want to earn more money in your business, it may be as simple as raising your prices. Braden used our price increase letter and what happened? Well, we've actually been in business for 32 years now. My dad started it and then he handed the reins over to me and in 32 years, he'd never increase the prices ever and I knew that we had to make a change so we actually got your price increase letter increased the price by 20% and um, we were doing around a million gross up that to 1.2 and we had eight cancellations through the entire thing so we raised our prices through that letter about 200 grand say that say that one more time $200,000 that was sitting on the table that we weren't getting access to just through a letter. So it, it helped us out big time. So do you think the price increase letter uh, provided an ROI for you? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, beyond is probably the best investment we've made in 32 years. <laughs> that is awesome. You can get the price increase letter at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. It's a plug and play template. You just put in your information, insert date here, insert name here. And in the most straightforward, concise way, it explains to your customer why you're raising the their price it made him 200 grand each year and then you're going to raise the price again next year exactly your mower blades are sharp the whipper snipper is ready to rock and you're all set to cut that grass and make that cash hi it's mr producer i know you're ready to rock and roll but have you thought about how to maximize your time on the mower once the podcasts are done for the day and you have hours of work still ahead let me recommend audiobooks from audible Paul has three titles that you can listen to, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, and the brand new 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care, which he so kindly allowed me to narrate. 
These audiobooks are a great way to make the most of your time and help you grow your business. I'll put links down in the podcast description. Well, I want to talk about billing and unfortunately I made the wrong decisions in my business and I had to clean up my mess, so to speak, and start getting customers cards on file. I'm going to explain all that in a moment, but the best way to do it is when you get a new client is to get their card on file right away and set the expectations from day one that this is your billing policy. And so real quick story, if you're not familiar with my story, uh, I started my lawn care business in 2011. And at that time I was collecting cash. Yeah, I was collecting check. I was collecting uh, PayPal and all of that stuff. And then about 2014 or 15, I started watching on YouTube, uh, a friend of mine, Jonathan Potoshnik, the lawn, he, he helps make lawn care millionaires. And he was preaching, get your customers cards on file. And he actually had a, a billing policy that his company, uh, City Turf in, in Dallas, Texas, Metro Te- Dallas, Texas, they do not collect cash or checks. And when I heard him say that, I don't want to say I was skeptical, but I was like, well, that's all I do collect is cash and checks and an occasional Zelle or PayPal. And you're telling me that you don't, you have a policy, you don't collect that. I couldn't compute that. I was constantly going to the bank, depositing cash and checks and things of that nature. All they did was card on file. And then they would like, Uh, Dave Ramsey said, ding the card, charge the card when agreed upon in writing. And so then a couple of years later, uh, a good friend of mine really put pressure on me to switch over to card on file. And that's what I did. And the reason why it was difficult is because I had to communicate to my pre-existing customers who were used to leaving me a check under the mat or on their front door or in the grill, true story, that now that I'm doing card on file. And so any new customer that came on after that, it was easy because I had a, a, a backbone and I would just say, you know, this is how we do our billing and get their card on file. Now, obviously I use a CRM. The, the CRM that I use to do all this is Jobber and they make it super simple to store your customer's cards on file. And the uh, difficult part is just coming up with your billing policy. And there are different rules, whether you're in California or different states of, of uh, you got to be mindful of how you collect money. But I'll give you two examples that I know work for sure. So here in Georgia, in the premier country clubs, it is common to have a customer pay flat fee year round. So January one, they're going to pay the same as they do in July one. So, so essentially what you do is you calculate, and this is George, I'm going to get to the Northern States in a moment because it's different up there, but in, in, in Florida, in Georgia, in warmer climates where you can service a customer year round, you're going to just calculate how many cuts you're going to do throughout the year visits. You could do 48, you could do 50, you could do 52, and then you're going to you know, just run the math. Let me do, let me do some quick math here, Mr. Producer. Let's say you charge $75 per visit. You're going to charge them for 48 visits. Even though there's 52 weeks, let's just say, you know, sometimes in the middle of February, you don't want to come one week. We're only going to, we're only going to charge them for 48 visits. There's a hurricane or rain or whatever. So this is a made up example here for, for simple math, $75 per visit times 48 visits and that that's for your that's for your your uh, weekly maintenance mow edge trim blow right 
That's $3,600 a year that they're paying for a MoEdge trim blow. I'm going to divide that by 12 months. You're going year round. That's $300 a month. So you get a new client and you just explain to them, hey, we're three, it's $300 a month. That's going to include your mowing, edging, trimming, blowing, uh, you know, making the property pristine year round. And we're going to get a card on file and we charge it on the first of every month. So, so essentially it's prepay. So January 1st, we'll charge the card on file. As long as that payment goes through, we'll, we'll provide service for the entire month of January. Then February 1st, we'll charge your card on file $300. We'll provide service all of, all of February. And we actually have a lawn care maintenance contract at greenindustrypodcast.com where if you want to get the legalities and just the, the wording of this and just, you know, have a template to put this all in writing, we have that template at greenindustrypodcast.com. It's a plug and play. You could put all that in writing and then, and then email it to them or, or send it over to them. And then you get their card on file. Again, I use Jobber as the CRM. I don't, I'm not too familiar with the other ones, but I'm, I'm, I'd imagine hopefully they have a card on file feature. I definitely know uh, Jobber does. And then you get their cards on file. So then January 1, you charge your customer $300. February 1, $300. Now, let's say you live in, and then, uh, yeah, good point, Mr. Producer. The, uh, let's say you do a mulch job. That's going to be a separate charge. So you're going to, you know, you, you're, let's say it's a $1,500 mulch job. You can just, you know, communicate that with them in, in writing in an email or whatnot that, yeah, it's $1,500 for the mulch, the extra mulch job. And then, you know, just charge their, your, their card when you're done putting the mulch in, um, in, in one-off jobs like that. If you do, uh, let's get, let's get real quick up to the Midwest and Northern States. Let's say in January and February, you're not, you're not touching the property. Maybe, maybe not even March. Maybe, maybe you start in April. So April, May, June, July, August, September, October, we'll throw in November, eight months. All right. Let's say eight months, you go four times a month. That's 32 visits. And and, and, and again, fix this for your climate. I'm just, I'm just going to say 32 visits for the year. Moed's trim blow. We'll say this is another $75 per maintenance. So $75 per maintenance at 32 visits for the year is $2,400. But I'm not going to divide it by 12 now because we're not going 12 months. We're only going eight months. So I'm going to divide it by eight months. $300. <laughs> there you go. $300 a month for this, this account here. So you tell Sweet Sue, hey, Sweet Sue, we're going to get your card on file. We're going to charge it $300 on April 1st. That will be for your services in April. $300 on May 1st, June 1st, July, August, September 1st, October 1st, and then November 1st for $300. If for whatever reason you need us to come out in December, January, February, maybe you're having a Christmas party and you want us to come blow and pick up any, you know, blow some leaves that might have come into the yard and, and pick up any debris or whatever, just do a quick little visit. We can charge your card accordingly, you know, separately for that visit. Um, but but it's the, the plan is April 1 to November 30th, $300 a month on the first of the month. Anything else you want extra, like a mulch job or flowers or anything like that, we'll just charge extra. And you, of course, you let them know what the amount is and you let them know, you know, we're, we're going to do X amount of yards of mulch. It's going to be $1,500. You, you, you get that in writing and, and, and everything like that. 
Um, and then when you're done with the job, you, you charge their card accordingly. We have a, a separate from the lawn care maintenance um, contract at greenandstreetpodcast.com. We have the landscape contract template, uh, which is more in depth uh, for, you know, written by an attorney. It's I think it's four or five pages of, uh, you know, for, for those larger jobs. If you're doing a, you know, a sod job, a, a, a bigger job. Uh, you can get that that landscape contract template, but you get you get that in writing. And then if you are going to do a larger job like that, let's say it's a fifteen thousand dollar job, you want to you want to get deposits along the way. So, again, there's different legalities in California than there is in Georgia. Um, and there's so many different um, methods out there. Some people say take 50 percent down. Let's say let's say you're doing a ten thousand dollar job. Some, some companies would say, hey, just give us 50% up front. And then the day that we're done, we'll walk the property with you and go over everything and, and, then, and then charge the card on file the, the final payment of, of the 5000 in this example of a $10,000 job. Some people would say that's foolish because you, you're, you're, um, if you only get 50% up front, you got to pay more than that for the job in labor and materials. So you're actually in the hole until you get the, the final payment. So some people would say collect 30, you know, 33.33% upfront. And then the other 30, you know, the other third, the day that you show up to get started. And then the final third, which should be your profit, the day of completion. Again, California, there's other, the other places you have to know the legalities of the land of, 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 of where you live in uh, with your, your state and, and, um, rules and stuff like that. But those are the two most popular. So if it's a $10,000 job, uh, let's say you're doing a, a sod and putting in some plants and some mulch and sprucing things up is 10 grand. There's some companies out there that are going to take a third just to get the job scheduled. So it's so $3,333 just to get, get on the schedule. Then the day you show up with your shovel and, and you start, you know, the actual work, the other third is due that morning. And again, you have the card on file, so you just charge it accordingly. And again, all this is in writing. You can get our lawn care maintenance contract, our landscape con- landscaping contract template, all at greenstreetpodcast.com. And then the final third is paid the day it's due. Oh, pardon me, the day you're done, the final payment's due. And typically, you're going to want to walk the property with the customer and make sure they're happy and all of that. And then they're smiling, and then you, boom, you charge your card on file. If you have a job, or you can just go in the truck and boom, do it, do it from the app, and then Get a little Google review why they're happy. There's a little bonus for you. And then um, if you're doing 50%, 50%, as some companies do, you know, it's 5K up front to get scheduled. Then it's the other 5K when it's done or whatever the math works out for whatever the job, the job's worth. Now, that's just a little, um, little lay of the land. And, and some people would say, well, if you're doing these big jobs, $50,000 job, hundred thousand dollar job you don't want to be charging a card on file you want to be getting a check because of the um the uh the the processing fees so that is a very very valid point for lawn mowing weekly maintenances i would absolutely do the card on file for the convenience that you're getting paid up front or the day of the service i i know some people that they just charge the day of the service so they'll go out and they'll mow on a tuesday Come back in the office and charge the cards on file that Tuesday evening when the service is done. That, that's a whole nother way to do it. I would absolutely do card on file for, for, for lawn mowing, whether you do the prepay system like I shared and, and Dave alluded to, or you do it the day of, you definitely wouldn't go card on file for that. If you are doing a $100,000 job, I do agree that you probably want to collect a check for that because there is no processing fees, but 
you know, the majority of folks listening to this show, it you're not just, you know, you're probably doing more lawn mowing. So that's why I favor card on file. But yeah, if you do get into those larger jobs uh, for your draws, if you do want to collect a check, that that would make sense if, if you're really doing high, high end jobs. And then last thing I'll mention is when you are quoting your customers, you know, do factor in that there are processing fees, you know, on average 3% for most of these CRMs and things of that nature. But you want to, you want to bake that into the, the price when you're, when you're uh, rolling everything out into the, um, to the, to the plan and uh, shout outs to our know your numbers e-training program uh, where John Payjack and I teach you how to know your numbers. We'll uh, walk you through to make sure you're profitable when you are coming up with your pricing. Uh, you do want to consider all your overhead, which would include the processing fees and things of that nature. So the, the price you do give to the customer um, is on point. Well, uh, congrats to Adam from Tennessee. And, and uh, of course, my friend Andy Mulder from Indiana for being called a stud by Dave Ramsey. That is quite an honor. He's uh, very successful. I think I heard uh, he was on the Erica taught me this podcast and she Reference that Dave Ramsey's approaching a billion dollars um, net worth, and he's you know very successful in business. So it's cool to to hear guys from the lawn care world, the landscaping world, calling in and, and Dave giving them um, his perspective. So uh, thanks for listening to today's program, and I hope to catch you on the next episode. Hey, it's Paul. Is it time to elevate your lawn care business with Jobber as a field service management software? Jobber has been a game changer for me since 2019, streamlining everything from quotes to payments and making customer communication a breeze. Tap the link in our show notes and see why over 200,000 home service pros trust Jobber to grow their business. Click the link in today's show notes or visit getjobber.com forward slash Paul to learn more. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.